As we begin our practice this morning, it feels to me that the most important thing to remind you of is um, how helpful it is to be patient, to be really patient with our experience. And uh, when we arrive on retreat, all kinds of things can be around. If I just think of things I've experienced over the years of doing this, um, one thing that, for me at least, is very common is to feel very tired when I arrive. And um, it can be, I think, a kind of can we say perhaps a slightly driven energy that uh, I can be running on sometimes saying get this done get that done get something else sorted and uh, I can feel quite busy get quite a few things done and then when I stop and I'm more still a sort of tiredness underneath that begins to really uh, show up so this may be around for uh, for many of us and uh, it feels really helpful to um, not to fight that too much. Sometimes people have the idea, ah, this is sloth and torpor, right, what do I need to do? Uh, and then a whole lot of techniques and strategies come in. Um, and it may be more useful to say, okay, so we're just settling, this process of arriving, some of that more buzzy sense may be subsiding. You can often be also very struck by how things that are around outside of the retreat have come here with us. You may have noticed that already, or it may be something that becomes more and more clear today. Um, and again, there may be things around in your life. Uh, one example might be difficulties in a, in a relationship, something that happened at work or with the family. And you can find it sort of looping around on retreat and starting to play out while you're here. And again, this attitude of patience is so helpful, so helpful with those kind of things. Because without that, we can easily get into the idea, I'm not doing this right, okay, this shouldn't be happening. I'm at Gaia House now and it's beautiful, it's sunny, it's the last thing I need to bring this with me. And so there can be a mindset, I think, that something around, around technique, almost, that you see meditation as a kind of technical thing. And so being sleepy or having a looping thought in your mind is a sort of technical problem that needs to be solved and we need to get better at meditation and try harder to do that. And uh, a very helpful alternative perspective is the one that Zohar was talking about yesterday. That these qualities of wisdom and joy and peace um, are already here. So the practice is more about recognizing what's here, allowing what's here to really to blossom. To blossom. So really taking care today with the attitude we bring to the practice, this sense of patience is very useful, sense of being curious about our experience. That really changes all kinds of things. You know, what's that? I feel tired. Okay, so what's that like? What does that feel like? Well, I'm really struck how much that's still on my mind. Okay, 
How does that feel in my body? Noticing that. So much of our struggle comes from viewing experience through the lens of of self, of me. (laughs) So then all of these things become a kind of personal problem. I'm this terrible person who feels tired. I'm this lazy person. I'm a person who doesn't know how to meditate. Or I'm this person who can't let things go. Why am I like that? So we're shifting away from that lens to seeing all of these things as phenomena, as processes, as movements of thoughts and feeling and sensations in the body. And so again, this attitude of patience, curiosity, It's so helpful in contrast perhaps to the attitude we may find sometimes of trying to sort ourselves out. Knock ourselves into shape through meditation. And we often begin by emphasizing the sense of having an an anchor in our awareness. And this is very, very useful, very, very helpful. And if you think about that, how that is on a boat, uh, you know, you drop the anchor in, and then there's some sense of connection with the, the ground, with uh, the seabed. And of course, the waves still come. It's a rather lovely image. So the weather still comes and the wave still comes. The anchor doesn't make the boat perfectly still. But there's a sense that there's something to come back to. The the boat gets moved around on the waves and in the wind and the storms. But there's an anchor. There's a place to come home to. So, in the midst of whatever else is around for us, the different states of energy, different thoughts, different things on our mind, different emotions coming and going, there can be a feeling of an anchor, place to come home, place to find some steadiness within. So today, particularly encouraging a sense of the anchor, or feeling the ground, and feeling the sea. Just as you sit here now, noticing what that feels like for your body to be in contact with the ground. So if you're on a chair, this is the soles of the feet. If you're on the floor, perhaps the legs. Just for a moment, noticing that feeling of being in contact with the ground. Brings the attention down in the body. And maybe you've done this many, many times. So perhaps a renewed sense of energy with that. What's it like now, right now, in this moment, to feel the ground?
and also feeling the seat feeling the body on the chair or the cushion arriving in the seat so these places are so helpful to to return to, to come back to, to bring the attention down in the body you may find that sometimes for me it feels almost like there's a magnet or a spring pulling the attention very quickly back into the thinking so thoughts would be around so it's really helpful to notice what happens eh? you bring the attention down and then it feels like okay back into the focus on the thinking so just shifting again gently back to the ground back to the body And the other anchor we can use is the the breath. Feeling and sensing the breath in the body. Feeling and sensing the breath. Um, Sometimes we may speak of of watching the breath or focusing on the breath. Personally, I really prefer this sense of feeling, sensing. the, The embodied feel of the rhythm of the breath perhaps for many of us down in the belly you may find it also in the chest area to really feel that rhythm in the middle of the experience and to be close to it to be close to that experience there's a kind of paradox with meditation practice on the one hand there is a sense of stepping back certainly stepping back from thought not being so caught in them. And yet also a sense of really being very close to, moving in more closely, to really connect, to feel. So really connecting with and feeling and sensing the breath in the body. Perhaps a sense of the breath as a, almost a refuge, a place to come home to. And here they are again, those stories about the same old thing. Okay, back to the brain. Back to the brain. So particularly today, an encouragement to keep things very simple. You may know sometimes in meditation we talk about these two aspects, the aspect of seeing clearly, the insight practice, and the aspect of calm, steadying, collecting, gathering. It really feels appropriate, particularly in the first day, to let that be more in the foreground, a really simple practice, just to slowly, gently gather, begin to collect the attention. A couple of images for me that I find helpful with that, really. One is these, um, you may know these snow globes, these little things that you, if you shake them up and the snow is all over the place. And then if you just put it down on the table, after a while the snow begins to settle. And that feels to me a useful image for how we can help 
the mind just to begin to gather there's often for me a sense of kind of getting out of the way really <laughs> just noticing all these things buzzing around and just beginning to allow it to settle can often feel more useful than feeling that we need to jump in and get busy sorting it out. You know, how can I make my mind more still? I need to try harder. But rather than that, just letting it begin to settle. Letting it begin to settle by gently coming back to the breathing. Another image for me is of, of driving a car. You think of as you arrive on retreat, there's the momentum of your life, like you're moving in a car. And so the car's got a certain speed happening. And it feels to me helpful to say what we're doing is we're taking our foot off the accelerator. Okay? So you take the foot off the accelerator in a car, it'll just begin to slow down. Sometimes in our practice we think we don't want to do that. We want to do an emergency stop. <laughs> and very quickly make the car still, or the mind still. And you can feel even if you can do that, sometimes there is a kind of forced concentration we can create in meditation, but it, it can feel a, uh, yeah, almost like the jolt of that emergency stop. So rather than that, just letting things calm, letting things settle. And knowing that it's really normal, usual, and very much part of the practice. That in the first day in particular, perhaps, patterns of sleepiness, tiredness, very strong feeling of a wandering mind. This is what we tend to get. In a moment I'm going to, to read you a, a little piece from Jack Cornfield, but I was listening to him talk uh, quite recently and uh, as you may know I'm trying to count now perhaps sort of 50 years of practice something like that he's uh, done and he said he'd had a very very busy time he'd had a really busy time and he went on a retreat and he said I, I had such a busy time so the first two or three days my mind was really uh, stirred up with all the things that had been going on he said but I've been doing this 50 years he said didn't bother me. <laughs> Just watched it doing its thing. No problem. And then after a while it begins to settle. And uh, I found that a very uh, happy thing to hear, actually. Ah, oh, that happens to Jack Cornfield. <laughs> oh, that's, that's okay. <laughs> you know, it helps me to take it a bit less personal. It's, oh, I shouldn't be sitting up here. If Jack Cornfield was here, he'd be... <laughs> or whoever it is for... And so, for me, that became something I've contemplated quite a lot, really, because you might imagine, ah, oh, after 50 years of practice, he could just say, I've had a really busy time, and I sat down, and my diamond concentration kicked in immediately. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and there are, I mean, there are people who particularly have a skill or a temperament for very, you know, profound states of concentration. But w what, I, what I found interesting about that is that it, you can almost see his um, his growth in maturity in meditation it wasn't so much that he could instantly make his mind still 
but more the sense that he really was utterly at peace with the fact it was busy. <laughs> you know, because he was seeing that that busyness wasn't a personal flaw or a personal problem, but simply the result of conditions. You know, the conditions of the things he'd been doing. So he could just see it, watch it, and allow it to settle. And just to finish these initial suggestions with uh, a piece from Path with Heart, which is uh, possibly his first book, or certainly one of his earlier books, Jack Cornfield. And he gives some wonderful instructions here that we can, uh, we can take with us into today. He says, spiritual transformation is a profound process that doesn't happen by accident. We need a repeated discipline, a genuine training in order to let go of our old habits of mind and to find and sustain a new way of seeing. To mature on the spiritual path, we need to commit ourselves in a systematic way. My teacher, Ajahn Chah, described this commitment as taking the one seat. He said, and these are our instructions today from Ajahn Chah or Jack Cornfield. He said this, just go into the room and put one chair in the center. Take the one seat in the center of the room. Open the doors and windows and see who comes to visit. You will witness all kinds of scenes and actors, all kinds of temptations and stories, everything imaginable. Your only job is to stay in your seat. You will see it all arise and pass, and out of this wisdom and understanding will come. A, a posture for a period of meditation. You've been sitting a while, you may wish to move or adjust your, your posture. Beginning by noticing how, how things are, how things are as you arrive in this seat, arrive in this posture, 
what's around for you what's around in terms of the thoughts that are here perhaps the sense of the state of mind or the mood changing, shifting moods that shape our experience, our sense of ourself and the world. So what kind of state of mind is here? Perhaps feeling calm, peaceful, maybe feeling more stirred up. Just beginning to notice, just beginning to notice. And as we begin, as much as feels possible, Simply letting that be, noticing, letting be, as we begin. And allowing the attention to come into the body to come all of the way down and down through the legs, down into the feet. And feeling the contact with the ground, feeling the connection with the ground. Soles of the feet or the legs. What does that feel like right now? In this moment, right now? to feel the ground. noticing if there's almost that spring or magnet pulling the attention back into the thought. And just noticing that. And this very gentle, very gentle encouragement to simply shift the attention down into the body, into the legs and the feet. And really feeling the crown. Feeling, sensing the ground, body on the ground.
also aware of the contact with the seat, with the chair, with the cushion. Taking your seat, taking your seat. Feeling that connection, contact, arriving. Feeling the ground and taking your seat. the connection with the ground. Feeling the chair, the cushion, the body on the chair, the cushion. Arriving into the body. Noticing the hands, allowing the fingers and thumbs to be at ease, nothing to grip or cling to, so the hands can be at ease. as much as feels possible, allowing the back to be upright and also with a sense of ease, that balanced quality, perhaps just noticing that times are trying too hard to be upright, at other times a slight slumping. Just exploring the sense of the back, upright, and a sense of ease. Breathing with the shoulders. Noticing the shoulders, 
how do they feel as we begin to arrive to settle giving some attention to the shoulders around the eyes to be soft noticing the jaw noticing the jaw
a retreat can be an opportunity to begin to experience time in uh, a somewhat different way. Again, you may have very different um, lifestyles at the moment, so this may apply more to you, to some of you than others. But sometimes, particularly if you're working, there can be the feeling of the, the good parts of the day and the bad parts of the day. So the day can be quite divided up in that way, particularly if we're not enjoying our work. We think, okay, only you know so many hours to go, and people get into that clock watching thing. And for many people, the journey from work home uh, is just a sort of blank time, really. You know, in an ideal world, that would be shrunk to nothing. (laughs) I just need to get home, and then I can relax. And some, sometimes when you start thinking about time like that, the, the good moments of the day can seem to shrink and shrink and shrink. And so retreat is a very different way of thinking around uh, time, if you like. So it's interesting to really experiment with the sense that it doesn't really matter whether we're sitting or walking. It doesn't really matter whether we're doing standing meditation in the hall or doing standing meditation while we're in a queue for our breakfast uh, whether we're working so it's very helpful to have a sense that the whole retreat is a seamless opportunity to practice to be aware, to notice bring the attention into the body notice what's happening with the thoughts to be present And so when that sense of intention to be present is there, as I said, the particular posture we're in, whether we're sitting, standing, working, seems very secondary. One of my happiest memories here was actually of uh, emptying the bin of the waste food. (laughs) I had one of those uh, jobs. and uh, I was particularly enjoying my retreat at the time, but I remember just thinking, oh, this is nice, I could do this forever kind of feeling, you know, just waste food, old bit of banana, porridge, you know, that's nice. And it's a, it's a fascinating contemplation, the sense of being present with whatever we're doing, really, yeah, really there with it, without the wish to think, I need to get this done, so I'm on to the next thing that's better, different. So it may be interesting to notice already when you looked at the schedule. Did you have a think? Did you, did you think, ah, oh, that's the bit I'm looking forward to? <laughs> you know, do we start to divide the day in that way? Yeah. So I'll offer a few um, suggestions for the walking practice now. first thing to do for the walking is to find a path and actually this particular section of uh, the stage is about the right uh, amount and you begin by simply arriving 
feeling the feet on the ground, present with the sounds, sensing the breath in the body. And then when you feel ready, you can begin to, to walk. And feeling free to walk at many different paces. So if you wish to, you can walk at a, what we might call a fairly normal pace. At other times you may wish to really slow down. Aware of the lifting and the moving and the placing. feeling free to experiment with the pace of the walking and see what feels helpful, what feels appropriate. It's very useful to have a path. The path, if you like, is another anchor. So this is different from another practice, which is also nice, of just sort of having a little wander around and seeing what captures our attention. Here there's a sense of being... um, a container, the path is a container. So as you walk you may notice various impulses to do other things come up. So you may be walking and you may get to here and you might think, tea. <laughs> you know, I'm on the path noticing that. And yeah, I still want a cup of tea. <laughs> and then what's it like to feel just this step? So you're walking. Um, when you get to the end of the path, and sometimes this can be a really nice chance to, to reset, ah, enjoying the outbreak, settling, arriving, feeling the feet on the ground, to reset and to turn and to continue to walk. Um, the main focus of attention can be the soles of the feet on the ground. So just as we were practicing with coming back to the breath and the mind will be drawn to other things and coming back to the breath, here the main attention is the feet on the ground, the soles of the feet on the ground. Um, and perhaps today we're beginning with that. Over time you can experiment again with uh, narrower or wider places of focus. But to begin with, simply feeling the sensations uh, is a very uh, helpful thing to do. Um, I would strongly encourage you to do this outside. Um, The longer I've come to Gaia House, the more I feel that there's something about this kind of environment itself that's very, very nurturing. I walked here yesterday from Newton Abbott Station, there's a nice walk through the woods. And just as I come closer, it's like, ah, yeah, this is nice. (laughs) There's something around, for me, being surrounded by the trees, the river that runs through there, that's um, very nourishing for me. I've lived in cities most of my life, but I noticed, ah, this is, this is doing me some good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm feeling, it's hard to put it into words, actually. And so, 
um, you know, to really use the opportunity to be in these uh, wonderful grounds with the walking meditation. I certainly have a sense of taking that in. So it's nice to have a particular focus of your feet on the ground, but if you also, you're then aware, ah, there's a bird song. The feeling of the air. Just the sense of being in this place can be very, very nourishing. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.